God is with you. His presence is also always beautiful because when He's close to us, that's the best place for us to be. Baie welkom by ons diens vanmorgen, ons derde sondag van Leidingsondag. Ons is bezig om ons gereed te maak om paasfeest te vier en in hierdie Leidingsondag maak ons ons gereed om te vier dat Jesus die oorwinnaar oor die dood is. So, it's our third Sunday in Lent and we are preparing ourselves for Easter. And Easter is a celebration of hope and thanksgiving and of glory that Jesus died but he rose again. And that is the message th- uh, of the gospel, the good news for everybody. So welcome in church this morning. You, you saw some of the announcements on our screen already. I just want to um, emphasize that on a Thursday at half past six, we, we want to try a praise and worship um, uh, time for us, especially for people living in our area um, with no other church or connection where they can uh, come and worship God. So we've decided to try this and see that we can invite people then, anybody on a Thursday evening at half past six, and then we will have a praise and worship uh, celebration. That will be in the hall where we can have a big screen with the, the words of, of, the, of the songs. So a lofpreising geleentheid dan, wat ons wil begin as deel van ons uitreik na ons hele gemeenskap van ons mense nooi op a donderdag aand half 7. So as jylle weet van mense, nooi jylle uit um, dat jylle dan hierdie geleentheid kan bywoon. Our prayer request list is a never ending list because we want to pray, that's one of our obligations towards each other that we pray for each other. And on this list, I just want to add two names. That is uh, Opa Johnny. is een van ons kinderhuiskinders sy opas wat siek is. En dan ook Liam van Tonder, wie sy ma oorlede is. En ons dink aan hulle, saam met die ander wat op ons gebedslijs is. So we add those two names and we pray for each other. If it's your birthday this coming week, may God bless you with all the goodness and kindness that can only come from God. Baie gelukkige verjaarsdag vir allemaal wat hulle verjaarsdag vier. Dis al afkondigings wat ek specifiek onder ons aandag wil bring vanmorgen. So ons inleidingsgebed wat ons allemaal gaan saamsing is die lied soos een wildspok wat na water smag. So we start our coming together here this morning with this prayer as the deer 
water, so my soul longeth after thee. We stay seated, or, or, or we can stand while we pray this together as our intuit song this morning. So this prayer comes from Psalm 63 where we read the following words of the psalmist and it becomes our prayer every time we connect with God also here in church. Ek soek u, o God, my God. Ek doos na u. Ek smag na u soos in a door in a droe land a land sonder water. O oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land where there is no water, Die trouwe liefde is meer waard as die lewe. 
daarom zal ik u altijd prijs. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. And this is how I will praise you. So, if this is the attitude that you and I enter into the presence of God, and if this is the attitude that we come communally, then we can be open for God's blessing. Because God meets us where we are, and then He blesses us. So it doesn't matter where you are spiritually, emotionally, physically, this specific moment, God wants, wants to meet you where you are. And He blesses you by giving you the affirmation. He is the loving, kind, generous, and gracious God. And He loves you dearly. Die liefdevolle, genadige God omvou jy met sy liefde wat nooit kan ophou nie. Amen. Amen. So I'll praise him this morning is that we give him the glory. We lift up his name. We lift up our, our, our arms, our hearts, our spirit, our emotions, everything. We lift it up to him. Ek roep naam en ek wil graag sing. Let us stand for our praise him.
So as you and I know, Lent is the time of contemplation, a season of thinking, of recommitment to God. It is preparation for Easter, and it is a time for us to find new perspectives in our own lives, also to observe the path that we have with God forward in our lives. It's a special time of spiritual practices. So we've got some practices here in church. We blow out a candle. There can also be practices that you observe in your personal life by giving up something. But remember, when you give up something, it is not um, uh, exercise in self-control. It's a spiritual exercise. It's a spiritual exercise of opening up space to meet God on a new and wonderful, in new and wonderful ways. So, this is what we do during this time. So, om hierdie tyd, leidingstijd te vier, is daar sekere gebruike en in En ons begin altyd daarmee met Aswoensdag, waar ons die kruis van die Heere op ons koppe sit. Uh, dit is tradities wat dier die eeuwe gekom het. Daar is mense wat goed opgee. Um, wat traditioneel opgegee word, is altyd iets soets, soos chocolade of suiker of sikke dinge. Maar dit gaan nie oor selfbeheersing nie, of om gewicht te verloor, of dit gaan oor geestelike bewustheid waar ons ruimte skep, dat ons bewus word van Godse teenwoordigheid in ons leven. So if we give up something, it creates space for spiritual stuff. So if I say during this time, I give up my favorite TV program, so what do I do? Then I create space in that same time I pray or I do some Bible study. This is, this is the observation of spiritual disciplines. So, I'm asking Leanne Carlitz, please, to come and blow out our third candle. So why we blow out candles is to say we identify with Jesus came as the light of this world, but because of sin, this light had to die on a cross. So that's why we blow out a candle every Sunday to say it becomes darker and darker in the life of Christ so that you and I can receive light. Bye, donkey, Leanne. So, what is also customary for us during this Lenten season time is that we build our altar. So we've started that uh, on the first Sunday of Lent, that we bring something forward so that we take a stone and that becomes the, the symbol of what you want to leave behind or what you want to give up or what you and I want to offer to God. So to help us to build our spiritual altar this morning, let us consider the 11th and the 12th 
verses of Psalm 103. Want so groot as die afstand tussen hemel en aarde is, so groot is sy liefde vir die wat omdien. So ver as die ooste van die weste af is, so ver verbeider hy ons oortredinge van ons af. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. So what do you hear in that this morning? Do you hear the unfailing love of God? Do you hear the beauty of the forgiveness of sins? Do you hear that God loves you with an unfailing love that nothing can come between you and God? So maybe there's something that you think or you're struggling with that you think this is between me and God. This stands between me and God. It must, it can be or it might be something that comes a long way with you. Maybe many years back something happened and it's still haunting you, or it's still difficult. Maybe it's something that you have done. Maybe it's something that's been given unto you by whoever, and you still struggle to get rid of it. The invitation today is that God says, I can remove it. And I can remove it as far away from you as the east is from the west. So what is that what I can jy vanmorgen so bewis raak wat miskien tussen ons en die Heere nog staan, wat ons daaran nou kan werk in hierdie leidingstijd. Some ask Andres to play some music and then just as you feel there's no obligation you can come forward take one of these stones and build the altar of God's forgiveness of God's love of God's openness of God's acceptance you're welcome
Ek weet verseker, Jesus is Heer, Hy het my sonde, Hy vergeef, Ek was verloren, Maar is gevind, Nou het ek vrede, Ek is Gods Church time. Al ons mooie kinders, kinderkerk. Dankie Benny en Nicky, wat elke zondag vir ons kinders so baie voorbereiding doen. We really appreciate what Benny and Nicky is doing for our children church. Our beautiful children. You are precious to us, and we love you dearly. You must always know that. So before we read from John, um, chapter 4, Verses 5 to 26 and 28 and 29. John chapter 4, Johannes hoofstuk 4. Die baie besondere skrifgedeelte. And uh, we are going to consider the theme this morning of this woman at the well. The theme of to be known is to be loved. And you know to be known by God is to be loved. So die thema om, om dier God gekend te word, is om te weet dat ek en jy geliefd is. And this is the theme 
of our scripture reading this morning. Let us pray and ask God's blessings for his word that is for everyone. Himmelse Vader, baie dankie dat ons weer hier by u kan wees, dat ons kan een altaar bou, dat ons kan bewus word van die geestelike werk wat u in ons leven doen. En dankie Heere dat ons weet dat as u met ons werk is het soos water wat vloei en dit vloei altyd na die moeilikste en die laagste plek, die stikkendste plek in ons leven. En dat ons dan daarvan bevry word en heel word en gezond word. En dit is wat die woord ook doen. Daarom maak ons dit vanmorgen oop om tot die eer te lees. Lord, your word is like living water flowing to the deepest of our lives where we hurt, where we are distressed, where we feel in dire straits. Thank you that your word flows there through the Holy Spirit and brings healing and hope. And thank you for the grace and the love as we meet you in your word. We are open to receive. We read your word with open hearts this morning. Amen. Jesus kom toe in het dorp in Samaria wat Sigar genoem word. Dit was na by die stuk grond wat Jacob aan sy sien Joosef gegeet. Die put van Jacob was daar geleer. Jesus het toe, omdat hy rechtig uitgeput was van die reis, sommer by die put gaan sit. Dit was omtrend 12 hier die middag. Een Samaritaanse vrou kom toe daar aan om water te skep. Jesus vraag haar, geef my asjeblief water om te drink. Sy disciples was toe nog in die dorp om kost te gaan koop. Die Samaritaanse vrou sê toe vir hom, Hoe op aarde vraag jy wat een jood is, van my wat een Samaritaanse vrouw is, water om te drink? Jode wou immers niks met Samaritane te doen nie nie. Jesus het daarop gereageer. As jy maar net hierdie gave van God vir jou geken het, en geweet het wie dit is wat vir jou vraag, geef my water om te drink, sou jy hom gevraai, en hy sal vir jou levende water gegeet. Die vrou sê toe vir Jesus, Meneer, jy het nie eerste skepting nie, en die put is so diep, van waar kry jy die levende water? Jy is beslis nie belangriker as ons vader Jacob, wat hierdie put vir ons gegeet, en self saam met sy seens en sy dieren daaruit gedrink het nie. Jesus antwoord daar, elkeen wat van hierdie water drink, sal weer doors word. 
wie echter van die water drink wat ek omgee, sal nimmer as de nooit weer doors word nie. Die water wat ek vir hom sal gee, sal een fontein in hom word, waarvan die water vir altyd sal bly opborrel. Die vrou sê toe vir hom, meneer, geef my van hierdie water, zodat so ik ek nie weer doors word, en hierin hoef te kom om water te skep nie. Hy sê vir haar, gaan roep jou man en kom dan terug hierna toe. Die vrou het dadelijk gereageer, ek het nie een man nie. Jesus beaamde toe, jy het terecht gesê ek het nie een man nie, want jy het hier iets vijf mans gehad, en die een wat jy nou het, is eindelijk nie jou man nie. Dit wat jy gesê het, is die waarheid. Die vrou sê vir hom, meneer, ek sien dat u een profeet is. Ons voorouders het op hierdie berg aan bid, maar jylle sê die plek waar een mens moet aan bid is in Jerusalem. Jesus merkte op, glo my vrou, daar kom een tyd wanneer jylle die vader nie op hierdie berg en ook nie in Jerusalem sal aan bid nie. Jylle aan bid wat jylle nie ken nie, ons aan bid wat ons ken want die verlossing is uit die geledere van die jode. Daar kom echter de tijd, en dit het reeds aangebreek, wanneer die echte aanbidders, die vader van uit de hechte verhouding met die gees, en in waarheid sal aanbid, want die vader verkies, dat die mens om so aanbid. God is gees, en die wat om aanbid, moet om vanuit een hechte verhouding met die gees, en in waarheid aanbid. Die vrou sê vir Jesus, ek weet dat die Messias kom, hy wat die Christus genoem word, wanneer hy ook al kom, sal hy ook, hy, sal hy ons oor alles inlig. Toe sê Jesus vir haar, ek is hy, ek wat met jou praat. Die vrou het toe haar waterkryk net daar laat staan, en na die dorp toe gegaan het vir die mense gesê, kom kyk, hier is een man wat my alles vertel het wat ek gedoen het. Is hy nie miskien die Christus nie? Eventually, Jesus came to the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the walk, sat wearingly beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you, and who you were speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But sir, 
You don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband. For you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worshipped? Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshippers will the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? Here ends our scripture reading of this very fascinating narrative of the woman at the well with Jesus. And in this, this story, the gospel is explained in such a beautiful, um, unique way. And you and I can accept it this morning. Amen? Amen.
This is the gospel of the good news. So, this is one of the many icons that that uh, uh, was developed through the centuries about what happened there at the well with Jesus. And can you see in the picture that the well is drawn as a cross and in many churches nowadays that would also be the form of the baptismal baptism font. That this is actually the crux of the matter. The water. The water with the symbolism of resurrection, of hope, of healing. That's why in that icon it's drawn red instead of blue because it is the blood of Jesus that saves us. And then Jesus is blessing this woman with the typical way of blessings with the two fingers like that. And he's blessing her and she's receiving it and she's receiving it with the bucket that she has in her hand as well. Also as a symbol of things we have to leave behind when we follow Christ Jesus. So it's so beautiful that in many icons it's been depicted like that. But what is, what is important that in this st uh, narrative we, the, the continuous symbolism of water is being depicted as Jesus the one who is thirsty at a well and then he lesses the thirsts of all people, of all nations, of everyone, everywhere. And we know the story that Jesus actually puts himself in a very vulnerable position because firstly he's a man and a Jew and she's a Samaritan and the Jews and the Samaritans don't get along for different reasons. The first reason is that the Jews felt that the, the Samaritans gave up their purity as Jews because they, they mixed with other, uh, other people and also they took upon them uh, some of the, 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 the practices of, of their belief systems. And the Samaritans only believed in the first five books of the Bible while the Jews also believed in the first five books, but also in the law and the prophets and everything. So there was always uh, a feud between Samaritans and Jews. And, and she brings that up in this conversation as well. They, were, they were, had differences in what they believe, also differences in where to worship. Is it Gerasim or is it Jerusalem? Because the Jews felt Jerusalem was the only place, etc., etc. And then she meets Jesus. And Jesus reframes everything. He reframes her whole life. And he says, listen, woman, 
all these things is irrelevant. It's irrelevant because in Jesus Christ the Messiah, all those things that you as Samaritans and we as Jews find very important, they lose their importance because in the Messiah, in Jesus Christ, everything comes together for salvation, for hope. So, that's why she actually, you know, calls upon the saying that was very popular in that time. The saying that says, for Jews and Samaritans do not associate with each other. So there's, there's a, a lot of separateness. There's a lot of, I'm right, you wrong. There's a lot of um, uh, uh, restrictions in the communication between people. So dit is die hele ding. Hulle was van gemengde afgekomst, die Samaritane. Hulle het ook een wijkende godsdienst gehad. Hulle het sekere goed van die jode aanvaar, soos die eerste vijf boeken, maar nie die profete nie, enzovoorts, enzovoorts. En so was daar gedierige verskil. En dan is hy baie trots op, op Jacobse pit, wat so mooi en diep is, wat aan Jozef gegeen word, en sy is trots op al hierdie tradities, wat uit daar verlede kom. So that is the whole thing. People religiously get stuck on religion instead of a relationship with God. People get stuck in religious stuff. Is this right or is this wrong? Should we pray in this way? Should we pray in Jerusalem only? Or is it in Gerasim or whatever? There's always this deviation and there's also always the borders between people. And Jesus breaks that down and he says, the time is now. I am the Messiah, he tells her. In, and in her uh, tradition, the Messiah was depicted as the one, the Taheb, as they call him, the one that would bring the uh, resurrection, but also the connectedness with God again. And Jesus tells her, it is I. I am the Messiah. And what does she do? She leaves everything there and she becomes the first witness of this Messiah. And she runs to her own people and she says, I have met somebody who knows everything about me. He must be a prophet. So what is so beautiful that I read that in, in this passage is that she starts by seeing Jesus just as a man, then she sees him as a Jew, and then 
she sees him as a prophet and then she recognizes him as the Messiah. So there's growth. And in John's gospel, the 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 playing on words of seeing and believing is is so beautiful. What she sees, she believes in. And she changes her view as she converse with Jesus. So she sees in him and then she says, I know. So this is the progression that must come in a man's meeting with Jesus. So see the woman, she sees him as a man who is not in en sy is nie eindelijk gerechtig om met hierdie man te praat nie, dan sien sy hom as al die grense, hy is een jood, ek kan nie met hom praat nie, want hy is een jood, ek is een Samaritaan, dan sien sy hom as een rabbi of een leer, leermeester, wat van nou sekere goed wil verduidelik, dan herken sy in hom, hy is een profeet, en dan kom sy tot die inzicht, Hij is die Messias. Hij is die een. So this story, this narrative, is inviting you and me in our lives at this specific moment of celebrating Lenten and Easter time that we should remember that we can come to Jesus with all our vulnerabilities. In ons leef ook in a wereld waar baie mense weerloos is of verwerpt voel. So this woman has been hurt many times. And in her conversation with Jesus, it's, it's as she expects to be hurt again. And she expects to be rejected again. And think about your own life. How many times have you experienced rejection and hurt? And that becomes the narrative of many of our lives. That we adapt that and we accept that and we think this is now my story. A story of rejectedness, vulnerability and I am defenseless. And you may think when you in the children's home that you're there because you're defenseless without any authority without any power but in connectedness with Jesus you receive a new identity there's a lot of us sitting here who are women and in our experiences of being a woman in 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 different cultures is I'm second best I must be subservient, I must, I must be the one that just 
give, give because I'm a woman. But Jesus comes, and when he connects with you, even if you're a woman, he gives back your identity as a child of God and authority to be a human being on the same level as anybody else, even men. So, in your life story, if you experience still or expect still that you will be defenseless and rejected, then you can know that in your connectedness with Jesus, that can be rectified. You have value, you have a purpose. Because God created you in an equal way. And Jesus brings that back into your life. And if you have to deal with that in this Lenten time, you do that in your connectedness with Jesus. So this is the first invitation. If you feel vulnerable, if you feel I'm a nobody, if you feel that what happened in my life destroyed my future, you can know that this can all be cancelled in your relationship with Jesus because he brings back your dignity, your future, because he's the healer of everything. Secondly, this story invites us to see and to know because these are two words that John uses uh, in, in a very special way. He's playing on words. If you see Jesus, you can know. So maybe this is the invitation with for every one of us in this Lenten time. Let's go back to how we see Jesus and how we can know that he is the one that can heal us and put us in a right relationship with God. Then, the third invitation from this, this narrative comes to you and me. Do you still have any any of the many borders that you won't cross in your mind? It can be because of your upbringing. It can be because of certain cultural things. It can be from wherever it comes from, that you say, I do not mix with, and then you say. And you know, it can be many things. I do not mix with certain people. I do not mix with whatever. Jesus is inviting you to say, in his name, he loves everybody. 
and he wants to break down any borders that can be between you and other people. If it's race, God will break that down. If it's culture, God will break that down. If it's because of sexism, God will break that down. If you say, I don't mix with certain types of people, if you have in your mind, I don't mix with gay people or intersex people or whatever, God is inviting you to break down all those, those barriers. Because in Jesus Christ, it's been broken down. His love is for everybody. His love and His healing and His invitation is for all God's people. It's interesting if you go back and, and read in the um, original Greek, the first verse of this narrative says Jesus had to go through Samaria. There was a purpose in that. He had to go because to break down all those preconceived ideas of people that do not mix with each other. Because when we see in him the universal Christ, if we see in him the one that connects all people, because there's only one God who created everybody, the unity of all the human race comes together in Jesus Christ. Which borders do you and I have to cross? We all have borders. We all have certain ideas that we say, I don't mix with that and that and that type of people. And this is the invitation. If it's gender, if it's religion, if it's culture, if it's race, God wants to break that down in Jesus Christ. Because what is the the result of all of this? This this woman, this vulnerable woman, that according to Jewish um, custom, you are only allowed to marry three times. And then this woman already had five men. And she's vulnerable because she didn't divorce any of them. They divorced her because in, in that time, only men could, could divorce women. So she didn't have any power. So we can point fingers at her and say, mm-hmm, bad woman, whatever. But she was a victim of culture. She was a victim with no power. And then she was vulnerable. And we all want to belong we all want to be part of a family or a group or something. And therefore, she had to, to be vulnerable for any men, man that would accept her. And this is so bad. 
And then Jesus comes and he lifts her from her isolation and he puts her into the kingdom of God with God's people. And this is our invitation. How do you and I handle isolation? Which type of people do we isolate? Which type of people do we shun and, s and push away? And who do we accept? And Jesus frees her from her isolation. So if you feel isolated here today, if you think because I am so and so and so and my background is this and this and this, hear this this morning. In God's house with God's people, there's no isolation. There's a space for everyone. And everybody is welcome if we connect with Jesus Christ. So this is the invitation from this story for you and me during, th during this Lenten time. If you feel vulnerable, bring your vulnerability and your defenselessness to Jesus. See in him and know that he is the salvation of the whole world. See him Accept him. And then, break down all barriers. Break down everything that isolates people. And let you and me be the example of Christ Jesus. The universal Christ for everyone. This is the invitation. May we be the example of acceptance in Jesus Christ of all people. And may you and I never isolate or put our borders so that we can be the reason why people don't meet Jesus. Let us be open this is the invitation. What have you heard? How do you feel about the message of this woman at the well? And remember, in the center is the water. The water turned blood because this is the salvation and the healing in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's thank God for his message. Lord, thank you that we've seen you and that we've known you this morning. That we see you as the Messiah and that we know you as our personal, personal salvation. And that you open doors and that you bring healing. 
and we accept that. Dankie Heere dat ons in hierdie verhaal vanmorgen u kan sien vir wie werkelijk is. En dat daar in ons eie gemoed die beweging is tot ons kom by die waarheid in Jesus Christus, die verloser van die hele wereld, wat alle grense afbreek en wat gezond maak. Dankie dat ons by u heel word en by u gezond word. Amen. We have chance now to bring our offerings to God, I give you and me chance that saves ons offergaves. Heere, dankie dat u ons sien en weet so baie dinge, dat ons hierdie offergaves aan u kan wei, en dat ons vraag dat u sal anhou om ons te sien. We thank you for your blessing, we dedicate our offerings to you, and we expect more and more of your gracious blessings. Amen. Our closing hymn is the hymn that says that all the way our Savior will lead us with all the widening roads in our paths, but he will be there, constant with his grace and love. All the path lay hai, hai is my highland. Let's stand. Oh, my God, 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 my God,
Genade van onze Heer Jezus Christus in die liefde van God ons Vader in die gemeenschap van die Heilige Geest zal met ons allemaal blij. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.